Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the weekly chat show and podcast where myself, Dan Selkie, and Natalie Zamora from fansided.com, Minute Media, talk about all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, House of the Dragon, you know, Star Wars, Interview with the Vampire, whatever we feel like talking about this week. Uh, Daniel Roman, who is generally here, is laying low right now because he messed with the wrong people and he's just got to wait till the heat comes off. It'll be back by this Sunday's House of the Dragon Cap show. So, Natalie, thanks for coming on. Of course. I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk, of course, House of the Dragon and more fun things. Because there, there are some more fun things going on. Um, it really does feel like they have loaded up a lot. So right now on the site, just we are reviewing and covering House of the Dragon, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, Star Wars Andor, which I'm actually liking it weirdly way more than I thought I would. Uh, She-Hulk, The Walking Dead, the final ever episodes, Interview with the Vampire just began, and then Rick and Morty were doing also for fun. Uh, That is a lot of um, high-profile TV all in one place. Yeah. I'm starting to think that studios should rethink their strategy and just to release things like, why do you have to go for the giant fall dip? Just, I don't know, releasing the dog as a summer. I'm sure they have analytics that tell them it's the right thing to do, but my completely uh, uneducated thing would be do it completely differently. <laughs> oh yeah. Same. I figure the summer, I guess people are on vacation, but also it's too hot. So you got to stay indoors, binge TV. That makes sense to me. Yeah, that's true. But it's quite, it's still quite nice outside. Um, yeah. And thanks to the commenters. Hello, Cassandra. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Christian. Hey, Julie. Uh, we have Daniel Roman saying <laughs> that if I knew I went away for a day, Dan would badmouth me. Daniel probably out here shaking <laughs> the greens or something. Daniel, don't talk. You will just uh, alert the people who are looking to, for you to your location. So House of the Dragons, the big news of the day right now, obviously, we're both loving it. Um, you just got Fire and Blood, by the way. You were inspired to yeah. read the book of space. What is there anything in particular that inspires you to do that, by the way? I'm curious. I just really love the Targaryens. I I was definitely a big fan of Game of Thrones when it was on, but I never had, like, it was always one of those, oh yeah, I should read the books one day, but, you know, it's a big commitment. So still mm-hmm. haven't done it. But then with this show, I was just so, I've just been obsessed with the characters, obsessed with the story. And I think it's just because it's so focused on one family right. that I'm like, I need to know every little detail about them. Um, so yeah, once I started it, I was like, okay, I think it might be time to dip my feet in the water a little bit, like see what this is all about and see what I can do. So yeah, I'm starting with fire and blood. We'll see. I know that you, uh, so you, you got fire and blood and I was like, okay, cool work. And then like you read 50 pages in a night. Uh, what's your impression so far? Set of curiosity. I think it's really interesting. So I knew ahead of time that this was written more of kind of like a textbook history book kind of thing. So I knew that ahead of time going into it. Um, So yeah, it's a little dry, but I think it's really interesting because I want to know, like, how did we start here and then get Mm -hmm. to where we are on House of the Dragon? I cannot wait to meet more characters that we see in the show and everything. So I think it's good. I'm excited to keep reading it. It is definitely a cool book, and I'm sure it'll be like, I'm sure it's already um, platinum, gold, diamond, whatever yeah. <laughs> they call it when a book sells a jillion copies, thanks to the show. Um, 
were you like as big a as big a Game of Thrones fan as you are House of the Dragon fan? Because it does seem like you're pretty into House of the Dragon. Like, was that your thing with Game of Thrones too, or is this different? So I'm halfway a fake fan. I started Game of Thrones very late. Mm-hmm. I it took me a while to get into it. Like I had watched the first episode, the first few episodes, like a few times. I just mm-hmm. thought it was kind of slow and like, I didn't know the background. So yeah, fair enough. it took me a bit to get into it. And then once I was into it, then I got super into it. But I will say, I don't know if it's the quality, like I'm not going to say this is better than the first season of Game of Thrones, but I'm definitely way more invested in this first season than the first season of Game of Thrones. Right. I mean, it could be because we're talking about it every day and it's right. part of your job to watch <laughs> it and analyze it. That that could be a thing, but I am and like, I'll be, like before the prequel started, I did think like, you know, this might get to like still be a solid hit, but it, it just, it can't get to the level that Game of Thrones hacks. It was just so big. Yeah. Now I honestly don't know. Like, I do wonder if they could have another monster on their hands just make jeff bezos seed over in his tower <laughs> but um that'll be a long game kind of thing yeah and speaking of the long game we only have three episodes left just house dragon season one which is longer than we were getting for a lot of shows yeah like uh, rings of power is eight game of thrones was seven eight toward the end six things stranger things four was like eight um we have three more left and i want to watch the new one it's been sent my inbox all day, just like waiting for me to watch it. Um, And they're starting to talk about the second season. We know that they are renewed. We know that it's happening, but we don't know the details. Mm -hmm. And we got a report from a Spanish language uh, Game of Thrones site called Los Reinos, which is very, very reliable. And they basically said that House of the Dragon season two will film in Caceres. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Spain. Uh, from March to June of 2023. Caceres was a big place for Game of Thrones. The Spanish apparently love Game of Thrones. I don't know what it is. Like, the Spanish just go crazy for it. But they always <laughs> mob the cast members when they're there. It was like the Beatles, like those old movies, uh, when they like kind of when the cast members got there, they were like at the cars, at the like hotel windows pounding. It was very fun. But um, so they'll be back there. Now, that's not the whole period of when they'll be doing it. So March to mm-hmm. June in that city, they'll probably be doing it other, I'm sure other places as well. They'll also be, um, you know, probably lasting for longer than that. The upshot of all that is that we're probably looking at a 2024 uh, release date. So, Natalie, my question for you and all of you out there watching is... Um, are we on board with this waiting two years for these big marquee shows, which has kind of become standard with Stranger Things being taken forever to get out the gate? Yeah. House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones toward the end was, you know, Westworld takes like at least two years apiece. All these big expensive shows kind of do that. Um, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with that being the new normal? Because it kind of is. It makes us more patient, I guess, because it does seem like... <laughs> You know, it does seem like, okay, well, you shouldn't expect a new season next year, even though I think a lot of people were expecting season two in 2023. Um, I don't love it. I wish we would get yearly releases again. That would be fun. It's something to look forward to and it's something reliable, but it just isn't the case and I'm not surprised. So I'm glad that they already have a filming schedule at least. Sure, that's nice. So at least we know it definitely is happening. We knew it was renewed, but at least we know, okay, 
they're committed to sometime next year. So hopefully it's 2024. If it's after that, I'm just going to be very sad. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As Julie says, no, one year would be better. And I agree. <laughs> to be fair, we don't know for sure. Yeah. But just going on every other, like The Witcher, every other show that does this, if they're filming in 2023, Dragons, I mean, it's gonna take it, a long it, time. it takes a while to draw them in there, whatever they do, <laughs> to just, uh, I imagine they take the film and just sort of paint them in every single frame. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, I, I kind of feel like with these big, giant shows from game of thrones house of the dragon the witcher the wheel of time lord of the rings like a, a lot of them stranger things westworld is big over a year long gaps i mean it it it's the cost of getting us something this big you know yeah. again like so many things game of thrones did this like game of thrones did come out once a year for many years yeah. until it got so huge it was having a couple of battles a season and the dragons were huge and it yeah. wants to give us that movie experience. And every shows does that. I guess it's like, do you want your shows looking spectacular and being made on like this industrial strength level, or do you want them regularly? Cause it's looking like you can't have both. If, if, yeah. if Jeff Bezos can't manage to get two seasons of Lord of the Rings out one year after another, if he can't do it with all his money, nobody can. Well, is the Rangers of Power coming back next year? Because they started filming already, right? So I feel like they started filming. I mean, I mean, it's kind of weird because it's like its production has started. Uh, but like, does that mean the that cameras mean? are flipped on? I'm not yeah. 100% sure. Um, the word on the street for that is like it was just today. Jennifer Salky, an Amazon executive, was asked about season two. And, you know, if if they thought they can get it out next year, they would say it. Right. But she's like, we're committed to doing it as fast as we can. And um, we have a lot of steam on this. Like, no, it's not coming out next year. <laughs> it's just, yeah. no way. Um, which again is like when you want to have dragons tearing each other apart in the sky, that, that that's just, that's just what you need. I will say, I think we can put to bed arguments that I do see online every once in a while, like from think pieces or whatever, that, People are going to lose interest if you wait too long, yeah. for like a year, because just stranger just things. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> stranger Things four came back this summer after two years. Was it, or it might have been more Almost off? Like the biggest thing ever. Run up the hill, et cetera, and so forth. I do think folk are willing to wait, and I'm willing to wait too because I'm willing to wait. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know. I feel like the only way they'd be able to release it yearly is if they're just filming back to back, which means they're just filming at all times, which would be fun for us, but not at all for them. And that's not going to oh, happen. The cast and crew would die. Yeah, like, they would just <laughs> die like they couldn't survive that. Um, Cassandra asked, how did Game of Thrones manage back then? The answer to that, Cassandra, is it, I, I, it, it, it's easy to forget. It just wasn't as big. Mm-hmm. Like it just go back and watch the early seasons. I mean, yeah, they look nice. They have pretty costumes and whatever, but like they just weren't doing the kind of things they ended up doing. They weren't doing anything like the Lord of the Rings. And they weren't doing anything like the Witcher is even doing. Yeah. The Witcher is like nothing. <laughs> um, just, and, and for better or worse, that's just accepted now. Like the red wedding is complicated and everything, but it's not like you needed an army of special effects technicians to do it. Like you could do yeah. that stuff and release it that year. It's just not possible now, which is, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And I'm into it. Kyle Bell says 10 to 12, then it's worth it. I do think folk. Oh, he also, he also says that uh, Kyle Bell, as long as it's not like six mm. to eight episodes, which I do like that house. Of the dragon is taking us back to 10. Yeah. I that. 10 is a good number. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we just have to wait. Uh, until technology improves, <laughs> until uh, human beings get implants that just allow them to work harder, better, faster, stronger, longer, <laughs> later. Um, until then, it's it's two years for this kind of show, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Any other thoughts on House the Dragon, just in general? Because I know it's all happening. Looking forward to the next one. I know. Yes. I'm so excited. And I just don't want it to end. Like, what am I going to do the first Sunday it's off? I'm not going to be watching football. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Reading the book, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I will say if you do get into a song of ice and fire and you want something to do that will definitely take up your time yeah. without any kind of problem. But you could also, I don't know, like it's like talk, go see your loved ones or go to, go to like a park or something, but that's not an option too. That's true. We can go to Tahiti. Yeah, I'll, I'll think of something. I want to ask about weather in New York, but that's a, that's just going to sidetrack. So I'm just going to ignore that instinct. Um, as Julie says, so much can happen in two years. It makes it hard to keep the enthusiasm there. That shows like here is in social media. People would not always remember some shows. I agree with that too, but here we go with that. There will always be shows like this one. The internet is full of leeches like us who are just going to uh, make hay out of uh, sustaining hype for a long, long time. So there's no danger of that. Yeah. You have a microphone, you have a podcast. Like you can find someone to be hyped with you for the next 70 years for anything. So I don't think we're in danger there. Oh, and Julie says, come to Australia, Natalie. Hmm. I would love to. I would too. Have you ever been? No. Have you? I have not. No. It's one of those. To. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole continent I have not been to. Yeah. And as Jay Patel said, I think four years I read somewhere Ryan Condal said it. Oh, for the prep? Yeah, they were about like four years to get the first season going everything. But now that the infrastructure is there, we're still looking at two years. All right, Natalie. So there are other things going on in the yeah. wide world of... <laughs> oh, um, also just we'll remind you at this juncture that if you're on YouTube and you're enjoying the show, it'd be great if you give us a little subscribe or a, 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 and then ring the bell to get notifications. And we're going to be recapping the show, reviewing it after the episode on Sunday at the YouTube show and the Facebook channel everywhere we can. Turn on subs to get reminders. But okay, 
So beyond Dragons, I'd mentioned at the top of the show there were other shows out there. We both watched the new uh, AMC program, uh, Interview with the Vampire, starring Game of Thrones veteran Jacob Anderson, who played Grey Worm, as um, Louis, who has a long French last time I forget. Um, basically, I just want to get your thoughts on this because we both watched it. What do you think of this show, Natalie? Interview with the Vampire, that was from Anne Rice's classic 1979 spooky novel made famous by the 94 movie starring Mr. Brad Pitt, Mr. Tom Cruise, and now it's Jacob Patterson and Sam Reed as vampires. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you think because I already told you I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun, really well done. It kept my attention the whole time. I really, really like Jacob Anderson. So I was excited to check this out. And just for background, I've never read any of the Anne Rice books, but I did watch the movie growing up. When I was a teenager, that was like my go-to. I was obsessed with vampires, obsessed with that movie. So yeah, I was really excited for this and I was pleasantly surprised. I really, I really, really enjoyed it. And I did too. I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I don't know why I go into shows with like low expectations, but I seem to do that. I don't know. <laughs> I I'm just always afraid that, that that they're going to be giant bungles. But I mean, between this and Andor, I should really just be more optimistic because this I thought it was really strong. Yeah. Like we can start with uh, Nicole's comment says um, she liked the interview with the vampire. I thought I thought his acting range, that being Jacob Anderson's, was fantastic and unexpected since Grey Room was so stoic, yeah. which is a good point. Like I had no problem at all um, forgetting Grey Worm because A, he has hair and B, he's not like an automaton man. Mm. He's very expressive. He plays this tortured character who is um, just going through life with um, melancholia in his veins, looking for something to change him. And then along comes this weird, handsome, blonde friend stranger who may or may not be the devil to <laughs> seduce him into the dark side of life. I liked it a lot. I thought it was very, very moody. I thought it was, um, it had a lot of nice detail to pay attention to. Like I liked um, like the, the wedding scene where they're doing like a soft shoe thing. I liked him and his brother had a relationship. Mm-hmm. I liked the French. I, I liked the accents, yeah. which uh, I was kind of afraid of because if it's like Cajun and South African are the two that I won't even try. Like, yeah. I'm not going to bother. It's not worth <laughs> it. You'll just, you'll, 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 you'll just die up there. But um, they were great. I liked how Lestat spoke a little French. That was fun. I don't want to think of the French. I just really enjoyed the, the vibe and the mood. Mm-hmm. And um, I bought it. I, bu- I, I bought all of it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It reminded me of True Blood a little bit. I mean, obviously sure. vampires down South, all of that, but that's another show I really love. I forgot how much I just love blood in shows and movies. And I watched (laughs) this and was like, oh, man, this is so great. Um, And Sam Reed was really great. I am a fan of his. Did not know him before, but he came on screen and I was like, oh, my God. Todd in here. Yeah, they definitely are strong out of the gate. They got the casting right. I even liked like extent the like extended interview sections like a framing story with Daniel yeah. Malloy, that actor who's been, who's been in like everything, but I, I never remember his name. Um, it's just good. It's just juicy. The blood, huh? I know that you do enjoy horror movies. Yeah. Like w- where was this on um, the scary scale for you? Uh, I would 
wouldn't say it was scary. So I just had this conversation because my mom asked me if she mm-hmm. could watch it, if it's too graphic for her. She liked the you movie, say. but she was like, is it too bloody? I don't know if I'll be able to watch it. And I told her like, maybe for her, it's a little too bloody, but I don't think it's too bad. I think it's, it's on the level scale of scary and bloody. Sure. I mean, I- I'm thinking, now of when Lestat punches you guys to the back of the head and that's, the one. Face. that's the one um, thing i was like okay that part maybe not yeah it's <laughs> not like there's no blood my mom too sometimes asked me like should i watch this and i'm just like well <laughs> um there's just some things in there i'm not sure you'd enjoy but yeah uh, maybe i don't want to i want to soft soft pedal you yeah it's always a hard conversation um yeah just really really solid really moody really juicy mm-hmm I want to use like those kind of words for this words yeah. that are full of pulp. Um, yeah. I like it. Uh, some comments. If any of you watched it, please let us know. We'd be curious to hear what you guys thought. Hit some comments up here from earlier topics. I am sorry that Julie can't watch it because apparently no streaming service up there in Australia mm. or down there to watch on. That sucks. I'm sorry. The streaming wars are so complicated and stupid. I wish they were all like three services at most, but um Give it a few years. Uh, Chris Kelly over on YouTube, just talking more about the <laughs> Game of Thrones House of the Dragon waiting stuff. Yeah. Uh, saying that they could have easily filmed the season back to back and not been in a situation. I will say, Chris, even shows that do that, like like Rings of Power, The Wheel of Time were filmed pretty close to succession. Th- th- these shows are just so big. I think... Even that's not going to really help at this point. You need more. Like Netflix wants Stranger Things out every minute of every day. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 that show has gotten so complicated. And when Ona Ryder, I don't know, wants so much money, I imagine, for her Diamond Palace that they just can't <laughs> do it fast enough. Uh, he also says that, or they should have been already filming yeah. Snow and release it between seasons. I actually... Okay, uh, Natalie, I'll ask you a question, kind of going back to Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah. Do you think that they should just do this one prequel for a while, just do House of the Dragon and write it to the end? Or do you think there should be like an off-season other prequel show going on or multiple spinoffs? Well, Disney House, like, you know, 13 Star Wars yeah. shows a year or... 18 Marvel shows a year. AMC has a think like, God, because the one Walking Dead show, two, three, four, yeah. five, six. They have a lot of Walking Dead shows on. Do you want the HBO to just like, this is, this is our Game of Thrones show, yeah. period. Or do you think they should be franchising more? For all um, I wouldn't be against maybe two at a time. So if they had, for example, already filmed the snow show, if they end up doing that, if we had mm-hmm. that in between, that'd be cool. More than that, though, I don't know. I don't want them to saturate it. I don't want this to become a Marvel or a Star Wars because that is too much for me. And yeah, it's just selfishly, I want a new season of something every year. But beyond that, I don't think we need multiple at a time. I agree. I I would go two at at most. Yeah. I, I would worry you start to just kind of dilute yourself after that. I think it's kind of cool that they have this one show that there's so much hype around. Yeah. And I, 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 I do wonder if it would kind of be a little 
I don't know, just kind of fizzled out if they started to give you other stuff in between. I want one focus. I would accept maybe a smaller thing. Fine, maybe. But uh, no more than that. I definitely don't want a franchise. And I'm fine with one. Yeah. Oh, we got some comments here. We got uh, Nicole saying that she heard Snow was beginning filming this winter. Nicole, I think you have heard wrong. Is it they actually ha- happening? Do we know? Oh, if- no. Um, <laughs> it's everything besides House of the Dragon is just basically on a whiteboard at HBO headquarters mm. with like a little sticky tack put into a little headboard saying like, maybe this one, that's it. Nothing else has been approved that I've heard. Uh, nothing else going forward. Um, I, I, I will say this. Now the House of Dragons a hit. I, I guarantee you they're looking at like, okay, what next product comes to something? But mm. no, if you ever hear from anybody else, we're <laughs> the only ones who are authority on this. If you hear from anybody else that any other show is like filming, it's wrong. It's just House of the Dragon. Nothing else has been okayed as of now, although I'm sure something will be coming along in the near future. Oh, uh, oh, Daniel Roman, who currently witness protection, says <laughs> that uh, I wish HBO would make other fancy shows too, instead of just Game of Thrones shows. Yeah. Please make the Green Bone Saga HBO, which is Daniel Roman likes books. They're these little things that have spines and pages. <laughs> Um, which would be cool. I mean, so next year we're not getting Game of Thrones, but we are going to get The Witcher. And someone commented The Witcher came year after year. That is um, respectfully not true. I believe The Witcher did have a break and it's having another year break between yeah. seasons. Witcher the Wheel of Time and the HBO is making The Last of Us. Like there'll be plenty of stuff next year. Just yeah. um, I don't know when this stuff's going to stop, frankly. I'm not I sure know. it ever will when we're dead. But oh. uh Yeah. And after that, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, Daniel. More fancy. I agree. LCH Jeremy agrees too. Gavel. Uh, moving on to our next little uh, segment. What are we watching? We just talked about Interview with the Vampire, but are we watching anything else? Are you watching anything else? America, Australia, Europe, world, anybody out there watching us? How about you, Natalie? Watched anything beyond House of the Dragon Interview with the Vampire? Yeah, I just finished this week The Midnight Club. Fortunate enough to have advanced screeners for that one. So that's a new show coming to Netflix this Friday. It was definitely highly anticipated because it was created by Mike Flanagan, who has done a bunch of shows for Netflix. Um, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Life, Midnight Mass. Yeah, that guy. Um, and this one is a little different because it's based on a YA book. So it's more cool. of a teen horror, um, but it's about cool is really dark, I will say, but it's, it has more of a lighter feeling. If that makes sense. It sounds really sad when I explain it. It doesn't. It's about a group of teenagers who live in a hospice care and okay. yeah, so they're dying. So that in itself is very sad. And they come together every midnight to share scary stories that they come up with. So hmm. it's, is it wrong of me to say it's fun? Cause it's fun. No, but I, it's also sad. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, it sounds cool. It sounds intriguing. Midnight Club. Yeah. Honestly, when I heard the title, my first thought was some kind of show about like underground drag racing, but <laughs> obviously it's not that. It's not that. Um, no. Okay. I think it sounds pretty interesting. Does it feel YA or, or does it feel, um, I don't know, a little more hardcore? 
It does, which is not my favorite. So I'll I'll say I'm not the target audience, but I did enjoy it a little bit. Um, Obviously, no spoilers, but it also it did have the Mm -hmm. Mike Flanagan kind of creepy feeling. You could tell that he was a co-creator on it. So I would recommend it to people who are into teen dramas. It'll get you in the spooky, spooky mode for Halloween. It's October. Yeah, that guy does love his horror stuff. Yeah, Um, but, you know, do what you're good at. Got some comments here. We got Kel Bell watching The Wink Sock, which just, I believe, premiered. I think it's also a Netflix thing. I watched that. Um, oh, was that any good? Yeah, I liked the second season more than the first one. So that was good. We also got Elsie Hitchman watching C, which is Momoa, which I am happy that someone, that people are watching C. That show always struck me as like just, just an odd idea. <laughs> just an, an original fantasy show where Jace Momoa is blind and everyone is blind and just kind of, you're all blind or doing fighting stuff and ninjas and um, that large wrestler man whose name escapes me, Dave Batista. He's in it too. Mm. I'm going to say some stuff. We got the, we're Julie watching The Walking Dead, Nicole watching C, The Handmaid's Tale, which is on right now, The Rings of Power and The Empress, The Queen Lady. Oh, mm. Hocus Pocus 2. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, is anybody besides me watching the Star Wars Andor? Because I will say I've really taken to it. It's so sort of slow and deliberate and character focused. I it's it's I, I'm very surprised it's come out of Disney. Again, that's me being cynical again, like for, for, <laughs> for no reason. Just accept that that's just the way my brain works. Um yeah, I'm liking how carefully it moves. I'm liking how like I kind of like every character. Like they're taking the time to paint every character in a like with some distinction there's this one guy who's like this sad imperial bureaucrat who i just love his name is cyril and he got fired and he's went home to live with his mom and he's eating like sad space cornflakes that she pours him and he's upset because cassie and Andrew cost him his job and i just oh i just i, I can i can fix him and also he's a villain <laughs> but he's just great i love that guy uh, it's, it's just a really good show have you checked that out at all no, you've inspired me to want to check it out, but I haven't curious, got yeah. there yet. Yeah, I'm going to try it. I just need to get through other shows. Oh, yeah. There the is never-ending cycle. Lot. Yeah. As LCH Jeremy says, haven't started Andor yet, but I'm definitely check it out. Loved Mando. It is the best thing since Mandalorian, although it is quite different. I love how different it is. Um, and Quantum Leap Christian is watching. And Cassandra's watching Echoes, which has been a huge talking point. Have you heard of that much? Is that the Netflix show, Echoes? Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I know on Netflix Life, one of our sites at Fansided Entertainment, uh, they wrote about it a lot and it was pretty popular. I haven't checked it out, but the trailer looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, have, but I know it's been very, very popular, as has that Dahmer show, which I have not watched either. I watched yeah. it. Oh, you did? Oh, how <laughs> yes. was it? I didn't like it. I was, I had mixed feelings going into it. I didn't go into it thinking, okay, this is going to suck. But I was like, I don't know about all this. I'm a big Evan Peters fan. So I watched it. I wouldn't recommend it. I didn't like it. Fair enough. It got, I mean, (laughs) folk just love true crime and serial killers. Like it's easy to sell something with that. Yeah. It's like the ninth most watched show on Netflix now ever. Which wow. is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, how is that in the top 10? It came out two weeks ago. I don't know. 
you always feel like Netflix is going down. Then you hear stuff like this. I don't know. I'm not sure reality really makes um, reality isn't realistic sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it all seems to work out. And then you, you were watching a lot. You watch more than I do. I could, I could stop making. Um, I was pretty curious. You haven't watched the Hellwares movie, right? Yet? No, I want to. Yeah, I, I do too. I will watch that one. Um, anything else you're watching in possibly in the horror vein? I'm excited to watch The Watcher, which comes out October 13th <laughs> on Netflix. It's uh, a Ryan Murphy show, which is whatever, but it's based, <laughs> <laughs> it's based on a true story about this family in New Jersey, which is where I'm from. So already mm. I'm invested. Um, it's about like this stalker that starts sending a family letters and he knew like things about them that only someone from inside the house would know. It looks really scary. And I'm going to be watching that. Very cool. And as Nicole says, American horror story, New York, I believe. Are you wrapped up? are, are Are you wrapped up for that? I'll be watching it. They filmed some stuff near me. I saw like they were closing off streets and stuff, which is pretty cool. I'll check it out. I can never quit that show. Anything horror, I'll watch it. It's been for like 11 seasons now. That that thing has gone a long time. And me, again, watching Andor, watching House of the Dragon, watching She-Hulk. I'm still, I don't know. I I like started that and now I'm just going to finish it because I I started it. It's almost done now, right? It's it's almost done. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. Interview (laughs) with the Vampire. I feel like I have a big, like a, a big slate, but you, you are crushing it. Um, I kind of want to try Dahmer just to see some kind of morbidly curious. There but are we'll some good things about it. There was one really good episode, but it's like episode six. So you need to get yeah. through a bunch of hours to get there. And yes, Chucky season two out tonight. I do uh, want to Well, we've had a lot of talk. Anything else you want to say before we go into our final segment of the episode? No, I think I'm ready. Okay, and you're you're ready for the lightning round, the part of the show where we go through a succession of news stories that we didn't have time to get to in the main body of the show and give our 20-second opinions on them. Four seconds on the clock. Two story, uh, no, whatever. Let's go. <laughs> Natalie, are you prepared? Yes. All right, you will go first. Here we go. 20 seconds the clock <clears throat> natalie elizabeth olsen marvel luminary has uh poo-pooed rumors that she is appearing on house of the dragon season two she is not doing it yeah so there were rumors it started from someone on twitter who has a blue check mark i don't know where they got the information <laughs> from but apparently elizabeth olsen and henry cavill were joining house of the dragon season two we all were like that's not happening sorry they have she has blonde hair, he has blonde hair in The Witcher, but no. So I'm glad she finally said something. She was like, I have no idea where that started. So that's it. Internet rumors. Can't trust them. <laughs> All right, Dan. George mm-hmm. Takei, I believe is how you say his name, will play Co the face stealer in Netflix's Last Airbender remake. Yes. So I'm a big fan of The Last Airbender show, the animated show Nickelodeon from like years ago. They're making this big Netflix live action remake. Again, I'm kind of cynical about it, but maybe I shouldn't be because things have been going pretty good lately. George Takei, of course, uh, Star Trek icon from back in the 60s. 
Um, very cool that he'd be given a part in something, um, you know, to kind of get his name out there. He's been working steadily for like decades. I'm looking forward to the show. I'll vote for the best for it because I love that show a lot. Have to do it, have to do it justice. They have a good cast. They have a good cast. Yes, they do. Um, okay, here's a fun one. I enjoyed this. So I'd like to look this up. So, okay. Mm-mm. Rihanna, singing sensation Rihanna, has a lingerie brand called Savage X Fenty and they tweeted out that they side with the greens on house of the dragon. So Allison's team tweeting out good morning to everyone. Who's team green is Rihanna team green, Natalie. Yeah, I think so. So Olivia cook who plays Allison, she basically Mm -hmm. broke the internet last weekend. Like I went on Instagram and I follow her, but I just saw these gorgeous shots of her posing in uh, Rihanna's lingerie. So she's an ambassador for the company now she was trending on Twitter. I I mean, I follow a lot of House of the Dragon stuff, but she was everywhere for me and she crushed it. She looks great. I just like the idea of, Re- I mean, it didn't happen. I like, the, I like, I like Rihanna, like on her couch, yeah. <laughs> like going just like, we have to support Allison. We can talk to my managers and do this. I think it's funny. Close okay. enough. All right, next. Emily Watson and Shirley Henderson will lead Dune, the sisterhood show. What is it? So uh, Dune, giant uh, sci-fi franchise, big movie with Timothy Chalamet. Uh, HBO Max is making a, of course, a spinoff series called Dune, the sisterhood about the Bene Gesserit sisterhood who are like these women who can control people's minds, the whole thing. But the point is, it's actually getting rolling. So uh, it's been in the background for a long time. So we got casting. I love Emily Watson. Um, and I'm glad to see it getting some steam. Not doing it. Oh, actually, we're, 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 we're doing all right. Yeah. I would give us a solid, a solid C plus right now for following time. <laughs> all right, Natalie. <clears throat> uh, Marvel's Armor Wars TV show on Disney Plus starring Don Cheadle as that guy, War Machine, yeah. Um, yeah. is now going to become a movie instead. Yeah, so I was about to say the only thing I knew about the show was that it was Don Cheadle's show. It was Marvel and it's going to be on Disney Plus. So this mm. news does not really phase me, but it's interesting that they're going to take yeah, it a is. show to a movie because they've been so, you know, wanting all these Disney Plus shows. So I'm curious to see is it going to be a theatrical movie, a Disney Plus movie? Probably theatrical, I would assume. I don't, see, I don't know, but that, that's a good question. It, it is curious to see them kind of pulling back from the tv only strategy okay okay we're on 20 seconds no, I'm bad. sorry <laughs> all right the next one uh next star board member dennis miller is going to replace the outgoing ceo of the cw mark pedowitz yeah the cw going through huge changes got bought up by next star and apparently it was new to the ceo mark pedowitz has been there for like over a decade is leaving yeah. they thought he might just stay on and manage it but no getting replaced by a guy named Dennis Miller, who was not Saturday Night Live comedian from back in the day. He's a different guy. He's an executive guy. Um, and it's it's just a lot. Folk wonder if the CW will be the same after all of this. It's a good chance the uh, stuff that's going to be known for is going to not going to be like no, a lot less of intense teen dramas. Yeah. Can't stop talking today. Okay. Um, okay. It's, okay. Yeah. Um, Natalie. Uh Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl on The Walking Dead, revealed the poster and title for his upcoming Walking Dead spinoff series. 
It's called Daryl Dixon. Okay, maybe not the most creative name, but this is exciting. Of course, Daryl is the biggest, I would argue, the biggest character now that Andrew Lincoln left. 100%. I'm not caught up on The Walking Dead anymore, but I think this will get people to watch. He's a huge character and Norman Reedus is really great. So I can't say I'll watch it, but people are probably hyped. I am right there with you on all <laughs> those points. Yeah, I'm good. happy for him. Good, good, good for Dale Dixon. <laughs> all right. It looks like this is our last one. So Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the new Planet of the Apes movie is coming in 2024 and it will star the Witcher star Freya Allen. Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, Planet of the Apes movies. They're pretty good. I watched a bunch of them. Daniel Roman loves them. I didn't know uh, if you didn't know that he's a big Planet of the Apes guy. Um, haven't had one in a while. Uh, but, uh, Andy Circus as Caesar the monkey, probably dead by this point. I also like the title Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. There's a lot of ofs in there, like mm-hmm. in the Lord time of the, of the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. It looks cool. I'll watch it. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, and we got any comments here coming in. I'm thank you so much, guys, for commenting through all of this. <laughs> and also, as Jeremy says, horrible title, but we'll watch. Huge Norman fan. And I'm kind of go awesome guy, Daryl Dixon. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit of a weird title. Also, it had the Eiffel Tower in the background, so he's going to France, apparently. Yeah. Where he made French zombies who love baguettes and ennui. I was going to ask you about that. I was like, is that the Eiffel Tower? I can't see that far. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's He goes to Europe. Again, I, I'm not really up there walking it either. Um, before we go, I do want to make a really weird, completely not related to anything we should talk about note. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get semi-sincere, not that sincere for a second. Yesterday, Loretta Lynn died. I'm mm-hmm. a huge Loretta Lynn fan. Um, I almost saw her, but then she had to back out because of her hip. Um, and she passed away at the age of 90. Great career. Iconic country star. Honestly love her songs. Have for a long time. Hillbilly feminist. Great. So just RIP Loretta Lynn. And uh, thanks for all the music. Anything else you want to add before we go off? No, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot of ground. And then Sunday, we'll have a whole new episode to talk about. I'm so excited to watch it. Yes, come back. Join us uh, this Sunday, right after the episode airs, House of the Dragon. We are going to be streaming live here on uh, the YouTube channel, which is coming. The Facebook channel winner is coming. Uh, In the meantime, we're also available in podcast form wherever podcasts are available, be it Google Play, iTunes, et cetera. And of course, we do our weekly Wednesday Take the Black Live shows right here, Facebook and YouTube at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time every Wednesday. Thanks for watching. Um, See you on Sunday. And in a way, aren't we all coal miners' daughters? This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets 
if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.